0: In a quest to normalize polyamory, the American Psychological Association loses all credibility. First a definition, impedimenta, objects as provisions or baggage that impede or encumber. No one with an iota of integrity, a morsel of morality, or a pittance of professionalism should ever cite the American Psychological Association again. Why not? You may be wondering. Well, the APA has a special area called Division 44, kind of like Nevada's Area 51. Division 44 is also called the Society for the Psychology of Sexual Orientation and Gender Diversity. Division 44 was founded in 1985 by a group of pioneering LGB psychologists and their allies, and one of its primary purposes is to quote, Promote the development and delivery of affirmative psychological services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, and gender nonconforming and queer people. End quote. In the service of this purpose, last year Division Forty Four formed a task force on consensual nonmonogamy (CNM) in recognition of relationship diversity, which intersects with sexual slash gender identities in interesting ways, quote. Consensual non-monogamy is a euphemism for adultery, sexual infidelity, or polyamory. Leftists must paint sexual immorality with a glossy neutral finish if they're going to deceive people and advance their socially destructive ideology. And make no mistake, The CNM task force is hell-bent on advancing their ideology using precisely the same tactics that homo-activists and trans-activists use. They are portraying polyamorists and other sexually unfaithful persons as victims and cultural disapproval as an unmitigated evil, also known as discrimination, and I quote them, There is clearly a stigma attached to practicing consensual non-monogamies, Forthcoming research by Ryan Witherspoon, Ph.D., a project lead of the CNM task force, indicates that more than half of CNM-identified individuals have experienced anti-CNM discrimination in some form, despite frequently concealing their CNM practices." End quote. To leftists, there is nothing shameful but shame itself, oh, and conservative moral positions on sexuality, those are totally shameworthy, and to be stowed away in closets. According to the APA, and I quote, Division 44's Consensual Nonmonogamy Task Force promotes awareness and inclusivity about consensual non-monogamy and diverse expressions of intimate relationships. These include, but are not limited to, people who practice polyamory, open relationships, Swinging, relationship anarchy, and other types of ethical non monogamous relationships. End quote. The Consensual Non Monogamy Task Force is co chaired by perversion advocate and University of California Berkeley licensed counseling psychologist Heath. Schechinger, and perversion advocate Amy Moores, who is an associate professor of psychology at Chapman University, where she, quote, examines diverse expressions of sexuality, including how stigma affects well-being among sexual minorities and people engaged in consensually non-monogamous relationships, end quote. She and Schechinger are both connected to the Kinsey Institute, She, as a research fellow, and Scheckinger as an advisor to the Kinsey Institute's Kenneth R. Haslam Collection on Polyamory, named after Dr. Kenneth Haslam, who self-identifies as a, quote, golden age polyamory activist, long-retired anesthesiologist, gadfly, troublemaker, heretic, single but not alone, sex-positive, unitarian universalist end quote. is particularly excited about his petition to the task force to, quote, be inclusive of non-monogamy and kink, end quote, both of which he views as sexual orientations. No one can say they weren't warned about the dangers of adding sexual orientation to anti-discrimination policies and laws. The consensual non-monogamy task force's advisory board includes the following. Someone named Cunning Minx, a poly and kinky sex positive educator and activist, and a kinky booby sexual. Alan McRobert, publisher of Polyamory in the News. Charles Moser, PhD, MD, a sex educator, sex researcher clinical sexologist, and sexual medicine physician who practices in San Francisco and focuses on those who identify as sexual or gender minority, those who practice or hope to practice an alternative sexual or relationship lifestyle, and those who engage in non-conforming sexual or gender behaviors. Dave Dolishal who serves on the International Organizing Committee for the Third Non-Monogamies and Contemporary Intimacies Conference. Dossie Easton, a California marriage and family therapist, who says this on her website, and I quote, Since 1969, I have lived and worked in sexual minority cultures. I am dedicated to feminist, polyamorous, BDSM, that's bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. "...spiritual, gender-diverse, and LGBTQ individuals and communities. I explore, with my clients and in my own life, new paradigms of gender, sexuality, and relationships." Elizabeth Sheff, an expert on polyamory and sexual minority families with children, who writes a blog on Psychology Today's website titled, "...the polyamorists next door exploring the world of consensual non-monogamy." Jess Matzik, she's a Penn State University assistant professor of psychology and women's gender and sexuality studies. Matzik's research program is at the intersection of gender, sexuality, and prejudice. Her approaches to research often prioritize the perspectives and experiences of stigmatized groups, for example, people in non-traditional relationships. Then there's John Sakaluk. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's an associate professor of psychology at the University of Victoria in Canada and co-author, along with Scheckinger and Moores, of a paper titled Harmful and Helpful Therapy Practices with Consensually Non-Monogamous Clients Toward an Inclusive Framework, end quote. Any guesses as to what constitutes harmful, inappropriate therapy practices? You guessed it therapies that are not affirming of consensual non-monogamy are deemed harmful and inappropriate, while those that affirm sexual profligacy are deemed exemplary. Then there's Justin Laymiller, a social psychologist, prolific writer on sex, and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute, who offers lectures and workshops that provide Quote, science backed tips for maintaining happy and healthy relationships, whether you want to be monogamous, polyamorous, or something in between. End quote. Susan Wright is also on the advisory board. She founded the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom in 1997, a national advocacy organization for the BDSM, swing, and polyamory communities, and currently serves as spokesperson for the organization. She chaired the successful DSM-5 Revision Project and coordinated the Sadomasochism Policy Reform Project for the National Organization for Women, which resulted in rescinding their anti BDSM policy at their national conference in 1999. She's published over 30 books, including kinky romance novels. And finally, there's Richard A. Sprott, a lecturer in the Department of Human Development and Women's Studies at California State University, East Bay, who views BDSM as a sexual orientation and cultural disapproval of sexual perversion as unhealthy stigmatization. Kind of an ideologically non-diverse task force, wouldn't you say? I guess ideological diversity would fly in the faces of devotees of diversity. Can't have that, say the tolerant among us. We should expect nothing other than ideological uniformity, confirmation bias, and moral vacuity from this task force. In the great awakening that really got churning in the late 20th century, Woke people increasingly abandoned scripture, common sense, and even hard science as arbiters of morality, truth, and reality. Village wokesters filled the knowledge gap with ideological impedimenta from the pseudosciences, also known as the soft sciences. Progressives, impelled by a self-centered obsession with sexual autonomy and absent a commitment to objective truth or the notion of a public good, have long abused the woefully unstable social sciences to advance their libertine goals. They will exploit methodologically flawed pseudoscience and hijack mental health organizations to defend and promulgate their subversive sexual philosophy." When exploited research is exposed as deeply flawed, the foolish but powerful among us just move on, knowing Americans have short memories and atrophying powers of coherent thinking, and the mainstream media are loath to expose anything that undermines the continuing sexual revolution. Don't look now, but the American Psychological Association's sexual bias and ignorance is showing, big time. Time for the morally and intellectually slumbering masses who've been massively duped by wokesters to wake up.